Hello, I'm Isaac Foster, intern here at the 908, and I just want to make a quick disclaimer that this episode of Shoot Your Shot includes some very vulgar, explicit language that you would not want to have in front of your children. Now remember, life is great in the 908. The name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one on the back. Get that through your head! I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. I'll make it. You don't do that to a man. He's got a million dollar idea right here. Billion dollar idea. Even better, let him flow. Well, there's nothing like a cold one after a long day, huh? Here's to feeling good all the time. And now, from the 908 studio, this is Shoot Your Shot. Brought to you by 908, where life is great. Welcome back to the show. Shoot your shot, Paul Slater, the chosen one. John Grossi, the boss man. John, it's March, and I know what you're thinking. Spring, you're thinking shamrock shakes in the sun, things like that. But no, sir, it is pissing out there. It's, yeah. I didn't expect it. I don't check the weather and shit, you know what I mean? I don't do any of that. But all of a sudden, I wake up, and it's (laughs) wet outside. I think, you know how we said... We've had a lot of good ideas. Yes, we we have. You know, we said like this year should just start in September. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this lines up with what I'm about to say, but winter is not winter. Like this is like we're about to start winter. Winter's like March to June. Yeah, in I feel Long you. Beach. I know what you mean. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about yeah. your little tiny snow village in Russia or whatever. Yeah, I'm talking about Long Beach. January I- and February is always kind of hot. Yeah. That's why we love it so much. I know. It's sad that our months are gone. Yeah. I, it's crazy how rain works. Yeah. You ever think about that? Well, it's got to get up in the clouds. Right. The precipitation and whatnot. What's it called? When it gets up there? Uh, precipitation. And it starts falling? Yeah. yeah. Breaks through the cloud. The cloud gets too heavy or some bullshit. Uh, that, it just blows my mind. Because it doesn't rain too often here, so I don't get to think about it too much. But then all of a sudden you get like a a big like whoosh, it's really coming down. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's pouring, pouring. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, how does this work? You know? Well, the, I feel like they teach in school that like it what's it called where it rises up, evaporates, evaporate. Yeah, it evaporates up into the clouds, and the clouds get too heavy and it rains down. Mm-hmm. But that's not really the well. It is the case, I guess. But they don't teach about wind. I don't know because how wind it's works. not like. If something evaporates in Long Beach, we ain't getting that rain because the clouds are always moving. It's like a moving target. How come the weather's always nice in Long Beach? Do we know? Because doesn't the world spin? So shouldn't we get like the same? And also, doesn't that not make sense? If it if it evaporates, you would think the hotter it is, the more it's eva- like we're right by the ocean. Yeah. How is all that ocean water not evaporating up into the clouds and then just dumping on us? You'd think it would. So, somebody's not telling me something. Someone's not telling the whole. Who's that guy, Admiral Akbar? It's <laughs> no, not a trap. He, he teaches you about the weather, Admiral Bill Splash. Nye. Admiral Splash. Do you remember Admiral Splash? No. Who's that? Oh yeah, Dallas Reigns. <laughs> you remember him? Is he still yeah, around? Yeah. That oh, guy can't sure. be around. No, he for sure is. What is the other about guy? Fritz Coleman. That's who yeah. I was thinking. Of. <laughs> Fritz Coleman. What a legend. Yeah. Uh, Fuck. We should be weathermen. How do yeah, we do we that? We should do that. 
Dude, that's got to be the easiest job in the world. Well, I don't know. All these newscasters are leaving because they don't. I don't know. I just saw that thing that Kai the Traffic Guy posted. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, sad. Fox 10 in like Arizona lost a newscaster. Sad. Did he? Oh, that's what he said. That he, he posted. It was it was a lady. Oh. Uh, Kai the Traffic Guy moved from Reno to Scottsdale. Whoa. I'll tell you what. Scottsdale just got a superstar. He is working his way across the nation. Oh, he is. And he's... He, He's never going to come to California. They won't live over here, but he's he's getting close to us. Reno's far as shit. People forget that. Yeah, I've never been. Uh, all I know is it doesn't make sense to me. And also, I took a uh, I took a quiz, a fifth grade quiz, recently, and they learned so much about clouds. Why'd you take a fifth grade quiz for our girl, Doctor Bober? She won. She won. She didn't want me. No, she didn't want. I'm you. smart. She replaced you with, with uh, Justin Rudd. Justin Rudd? That guy's a freaking scam artist. This guy, <laughs> I'm. This is all. I'm just kidding, everybody. I like Justin Rudd, but that's bullshit. Well, that's that's just how it goes. That's whack. It's, anyway, it's whack. If you ask me, I, what's whack? I think it's how much memorization about cloud names is going on in fifth grade. Because I just don't think it's that important, especially if they're not even giving you the fact. Like, I'd rather know what's the deal with how it works, not what it's like called the strata something. Oh, uh, strata. Like, who cares? What, there's different types of clouds. Yeah, there's a bunch of different types of clouds. All I know is I like, blow how does fat that, clouds. How does that affect me? Doesn't one bit. You got to start early. I just well, I was doing my taxes the other day, and these fifth graders should be learning about taxes. Don't give me the bullshit cloud thing. All you need to know is precipitation, evaporation, and that's it. Well. Taxes is what you, you need to know. No, 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 no. Don't you count out condensation like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I forgot about condensation. Yeah, it's a, Well, it's a good one. Well, feel this LaCroix that I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. Why is it wet on the outside? That's condensation, my friend. That's huge. All right. Uh, we got a big show. Got Kimberly Johnson on the show. Uh, works for the school district. Well, the she's got a long title, and I don't know what it means, so I want to ask her. We haven't asked her yet. No. So we'll let her explain it. Uh, I'm pretty fired up for it, though, honestly. Uh, she was your counselor, eh? Yeah, she uh, she guided me through some rough times. I was going to say, <laughs> look at you, huh? You, she must be a big deal if you, you know, you made it. Yeah, she she pulled me pulled me out the other end. <laughs> Hopefully she doesn't reveal any of my big dark secrets. Yeah. But. You ever had a, you probably had to get up a C one time, huh? You probably started the semester off a little difficult. Oh, boy. And then you got your, you dug yourself out of the hole. Got yourself an A, didn't you? I think it's all about big picture and what's next. And if you start out with a C, that doesn't mean you're necessarily going to end with a C. Do you start out with an A or you start out with an F? Everyone starts with an A. I think everybody starts with an F. You got to work your way up to the top. But I did have a teacher that always took off. She'd do this. She'd hold up two fingers and she'd say, two points. And that means she's taking two points away from you. But, like, there was only ten points. I don't really know. It was a a BS system. But What do you mean two points? What did you do? Like, if you're talking. You get two points off if you talk? (laughs) Yeah. It was pretty unfair. And then, like, I would always have zero. Oh, you? It was art class. uh, Oh. And you talked all the time. It's art class. Yeah. 
You're supposed to talk in art class. Yeah, I think art class, you got yourself like, yeah, any art class, drawing and painting, like all that stuff. That's your time to talk. You yeah. can't talk during math. I mean, I, I think that's the reason you're in those class, like, right? To break up the day a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Uh, not like I get it while she's talking, whatever. But like, if I'm, if I'm over here sculpting, l- listen, Paul, you can say you could even make an argument for learning clouds. There was no way I was ever going to be a sculptor. That, I'm, I'm sculpting absolute nonsense. I'm terrible at it. Uh, I was going to ask you this question actually, and it, this was brought up naturally. Uh, are you born a good artist? Or like sculptor, I think like you could, I can't learn that right now, right? Like yeah, no matter can. how hard I try, can I just be a good painter? Yeah, you couldn't because you wouldn't. You wouldn't actually try hard, but you could. I think you could. Are you sure? You ever gone to one of those wine and paint class nights? No, but I want to. Oh, me too. But I feel like we would we would come out on top of that thing. See, I really want to try it because no, they, they teach you stuff. I do think people are more natural. Like some people are more naturally gifted. Like you just okay. give. A seven-year-old, and you say, "Draw this, draw this person." Some seven-year-olds are going to be like fantastic, and some are going to be horrible. That, but like, you could learn the techniques. I get it, but the problem is you don't really want to. A lot of people don't want to. See, I don't know though, because for me, I was I, who like, what was the motivation for me to get a little bit better at sculpting? No, there I was no, no. I had no motivation because you can't talk while you're sculpt. <laughs> Apparently, I'm a talker. That's two points for you. Let me, gotta let me fly. (laughs) Spread those wings. Yeah, that's two points from you, sir. All, all we have to do is get someone remotely involved with LBUSD for me just to bring up all my old like, what's it called? Strifes, demons, demons. All my own demons. I think that haven't been resolved yet. I, I love when we get LBUSD people on because then we could talk about you as a student. I love talking about you as a student. do you? Yeah. Which yeah. is, you got all A's. Like, that's pretty impressive. But you had your hardships, John. Oh, yeah. People, and I know you did. People see the report card and they don't see the story behind <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. So. This is, this is where I'm at with the, the artist thing. You. There's kids out there. Let's say, look, look I'm, the great, I'm the best athlete in the city. No question about it. It's not close, actually. There are people that just aren't good athletes, though. Like, you're, no matter how hard you try, from 5 to 20, sometimes you're just not a good basketball player. Yeah. You know you, what I mean? But you can learn to be better. And I'm not saying you're no, going to be LeBron. I'm just saying we teach kids that, let's be honest, they're not that good at basketball. Oh, they're do, not LeBron. Do we mold them into at least? Yes. And that's what we say when we're coaching the kids. We say, we want you to look like not an idiot at the park. Right, and you could do that with sculpting. I think you could do it with with art and drawing and painting. I don't know, man. Yeah. Okay. See, but it, but not for you because you have that wall up. You're not willing to learn. No. Hey. No. Yeah, you do. I'll break you down like a two no, by four. Don't even get started with me. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, we don't. We see this huh. darn pandemic. Yeah. We need to get to a wine and paint night, pronto. Should uh, we're gonna ha- we can open that up at our uh, Kmart. That's true. Well, it's not going to be called Kmart, but it's where the Kmart is. Yeah. Dude, I just wa- I drove by that Kmart. That's big. It's huge. You're telling me that Kmart had all that land right there? What were they using it for? Cheap cheap shirts. Cheap shirts, are, that's it? 
Are they still in business right now? Like, are they on sale? Because I think so. Kmart's I, got some cheap stuff. If it's on sale, we could like be wearing like a dollar shirt. I'm down to go. I'm down to go too. I also, by the way, I was driving on Bellflower, right by the Target, going towards EJ's Rest in Peace. Uh, this was like yesterday or so. A guy was holding a sign that says Sears closing sale. <laughs> and we see this every year at the end of the world. But I'm coming. saying what I'm saying though, John, is I mean, you're right. You called it first. You knew that this was a uh it's a ploy to get you in there and then they never go out of business. I'm telling you, I thought this was the end of the road this last time when when we talked about it. Yeah. That was like four weeks ago. Like they're still doing that oh, sale. They're dragging it out for sure. They're gonna drag oh, that, it out until, and that until place was six months. Packed on Saturday. I don't know if it was this last Saturday or the Saturday before. The parking lot was packed. I'm telling you, don't be surprised if they're still around next year at this time. The going out of business sale is still going on next March. Because let's be honest, that's it is their business plan. Because what do they sell? Like stoves? I don't know what Sears sells. Who? I know they have good John Henry shirts. Oh, yeah, they do have good John Henry shirts. Yeah. But, like, on appliances, stoves, fridge, okay, whatever. Some people need them. But let's be honest. You're sitting there. Do you really need an upgraded stove? Nah. But if it's 50% off, you're not going to pass up that opportunity to upgrade your stove. Right. I think that's it's just how they do it. Right. Right. Do I'm they woke. sell TVs at Sears? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. But probably. I haven't been in Sears in a long time. I know they sell turtlenecks. That's true. Is it two stories? It's three. You're it's telling me huge. Sears is three stories? Yes. No way. Yeah, it is. It's like a dick sporting goods? Yeah. No wonder they're still in business. They got so much stuff to sell. People got to buy them. Yeah. Man. Kmart should take Sears' business plan. Sears should buy out Kmart. We they should, should put to- a Sears where Kmart is. <laughs> Just Boom. The, the old switcheroo? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we got to go next week during the week because I noticed that on the weekends it's packed everyone trying to get these deals and they probably already wiped out all the good stuff but me and you we could go get like a like a four dollar like little game or something nobody thinks like we do yeah nobody thinks we got to go on like on Tuesday okay what's today Wednesday Wednesday fuck we missed it (laughs) no next week oh next Tuesday everything because everyone's everyone's so excited and they're all pumped but we'll we'll get in there after, and then it'll be good. Okay. Uh, so deadline, deadline. John was th- was this week. We finished early. We. Well, I, you know what I mean. <laughs> we as a group. Paul, well, here, Paul comes over here for his deadline day morale. You didn't even need me to, this year. Well, yeah, I did. Get you gave me the old. All right, I'll be back a little later. Never heard from you. Well, you didn't need me. Yeah. You, so you usually need me, and you didn't need me. But Vacation John's now, is back now. Oh, yeah, big time. That's huge. It hasn't hit me yet. Uh, thanks for asking. Um, I think it's going to hit me in the next few days, though. I think I'm going to r- really feel it. But you're going to Temecula going to this Temecula. weekend. I also got that bottle of natural wine. Oh, I forgot about I'm that. excited about that. Are you going to have that today, a little pop-top today? I might. It's... I mean, if you look outside, it's dark. So basically, it's nighttime all day. Today. Yeah, rain and wine sounds similar. Uh, yeah, going to Temecula, gonna hit a few wineries there, and then you know what, Paul? I'm just right back on the grind. Yeah, 
I mean, there is no stopping. There is no well, no days off. It's a busy month, and do you know why? Uh, March Madness. March Madness, but also March Restaurant Madness. Oh, oh, it's coming back. Really? Yeah. Oh, you're part of it. <laughs> I am. Yeah. All right. What have you? What about me? Oh, Rosini's. No, we're just gonna be breaking it down. Oh, I'm part of it. You're okay. an analyst. I forgot. Forgot about that. <laughs> Fuck shit, dude. That's sick. Like you know, they don't tell. They don't tell uh, Charles Barkley until two days before that he's gonna be. In. You know what I mean? He's gonna he's gonna be an analyst on March Madness, but he doesn't do any research. He doesn't need to. None of it. But that's that, you, and that's what makes Charles Barkley probably the greatest analyst of all time is that he doesn't do any research. So that's how smart he is, actually. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, this is all off the top of the dome. Yeah. Same with me. That's going to be you. I'm I'm giving you about a five-day warning. Okay. And I know you're going to break it down for Did me. you seed them already? Or we're doing that? we got to do that. I still got to do that. Okay. I'm part of the committee, so I got to help you out with that? Yeah, I might need your input on that. <laughs> okay. That's a nice... Good, uh... You know I can't say no on the air. That's big. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm in. I'm done. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Who Greek's George's Greek Cafe won last George's year? George's Greek Cafe won last year. Blue Blood. And I know what you're thinking, like how, huh. are, like, oh, you guys already did this, but it's not really. I don't think it's about the best restaurant. I think it's all about matchups. It's truly just a matchup competition. Because George's Greek Cafe only had to beat five people. Right, and they they had some good matchups. Yeah, and obviously that last matchup was tough. Tantalum? Did I'll they never, match up with Tantalum? I'll never forget that dog fight. Yeah, it was pretty epic. I thought Tantalum was going to run away with that with all the MILFs out there that are voting. Yeah, that's true. But God, those Greeks, I'm telling you, <laughs> you get it overseas and then they, you know. Yeah, they did. They literally had people in Greece voting for them, which was awesome. What is Tantalum's nationality? Like, what is Tantalum's not a real word? Is that a last name? Is that, what is that? Is it named after a martini? Because they do have the best martini bars. See, like. Well, besides Nico's. I don't really know much. Nico's versus Tantalum would be an incredible matchup. Need that in the second round. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what Tantalum is because what do do they serve? I want to say Spanish because of like, they're not Mexican. But then I always think of Tulum. I don't know what Tulum is, but people on Instagram go to Tulum. What is Tulum? It's in Mexico. In uh, Tantalum. Tantalum. That's my uh, rough that's my rough Tantalum. Tantalum. I don't, I don't know what they sell because I've had calamari, yes. sandwiches, burgers, seafood. Pizza. They got like a little flatbread. Maybe Tantalum is just nothing quite fits what they do, so they made up a word. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's multiple words combined. Tan. I wish we had the whiteboard. Tan. We could break this thing down. Oh, because... Word scramble. Well, rich moms, what do they like? They like to get tan. Okay. Tan. Uh, and then... To... To... I don't know. It's like... It's like mater. It's like to mater, but without the to. I think it's just from cars. I think it's Tulum from Mexico because everyone likes to act like they're on some great vacation there. Yep. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people going and they on get vacation. Tan. When you go way. to Mexico, you get tan. Yeah. Okay. Tan Tulum. Okay. So it is a it's a Spanish restaurant. Mexican restaurant. <laughs> it's a Mexican restaurant. Okay. Yep. 
Now we know. It's nice to break that down. Yeah, it was Okay, nice. so March Madness is coming. That's big. No days off for you. No days off. One right, day off. One day off. Uh, should we get the? Should we get to the interview? Yeah. Let's All see. right, let's get to the interview. Kimberly Johnson. Uh, we got her on the phone. I haven't even talked to her yet. I'm looking forward to it. My former counselor. Your former counselor. I'm going to ask her so many questions about you, starting with how did she do it? How did she really get you out? You know, she uh, she sent you out in the real world, John, mm. and you came out better from from it. And I, I want to know. All right, let's get her on the phone. Wow, it looks great. Traditional American Foursquare. On the phone, we have Kimberly Johnson. She's the District AP Outreach and Female Leadership Academy Coordinator at Long Beach Unified School District. But most importantly, she was John Grossi's guidance counselor at Wilson High School. Wouldn't you say that's like your most important role that you've ever had, you think? Absolutely, because John was an, an outstanding individual. <laughs> Only after after you led me through the through the paths that I had to go through. <laughs> He'd never be where he was right now without you. I'd say. Oh, okay. Well, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. What? So, what happened? All of a sudden, I I leave Wilson and you left Wilson too. What's going on? Well, um, I was offered a, a role to uh, coordinate district programs, which I was very happy to do because I love what I do. And um, it's, 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 it's really been a life-changing experience for me to affect so many lives of uh, our families, our, our girls, and our African-American families. And um, it's been great. Awesome. So... First of all, that's a humble way of saying she got promoted. I yeah. think, Paul. That was yeah. oh, I got off. <laughs> we know how that works. We know how it goes. Uh, you, but uh, tell so tell us what we're doing. I I have been in on some of the male academy stuff with uh, my former coach Hollister over there at Wilson. But tell us what's going on with female academy and some of the other stuff. Okay. So Female Leadership Academy um, started um, as a result of you know male academy. And um, they started the male academy first, and then, of course, it was like, okay, well, wait a minute, what about the girls? So uh, we started a leadership program back in 2013, and we had uh, about 10 girls per high school site. And it has since grown to over 800 girls in Whoa. high school, middle school, and we even have two elementary programs. And so basically our focus is to promote uh, or to expose our girls to post-secondary options. Um, one of our main, um, our main emphasis is getting them involved and interested in um, STEM careers specifically. So uh, really exposing them and, you know, teaching them that, you can pretty much do anything. So just empowering them for their, you know, for their future. We have a very high success uh, rate for uh, girls going to college. We have girls across the country at various institutions and um, with, and they're majoring in various things. And um, so they do a lot of internships um, across the, the uh, city. 
They also um, visit several colleges. Um, we've even done some out-of-state college tours. And um, it's really exposing and empowering them to um, be the best that they very, that they can. So what does that look like? Is it like uh, a weekly meeting at each like what's what does it look like specifically within the schools? Okay, so each school site has uh, let's let's focus on high school. So high school has uh, we created a curriculum about four years ago um, to focus on ethnic studies and identity. So some of our high schools have that particular class, which is a um, A through G. It fits into the A through G. I think it's the E. Um, requirement and so it factors into their GPA and then we also have clubs at each of the high schools so it's either an after-school club or some of them meet in the morning and then some at lunch it just kind of depends on what works for the schedule and um, so they that's at that point that's where they meet with their coordinator because there's a coordinator at every school. It's either a teacher or a counselor or an assistant principal that runs the site program. And so um, that's where they get together and plan their activities, um, you know, where they get information on internships, they get college information. And now since everything is pretty much virtual, our, um, everything is kind of going, you know, it's, it's via Zoom. How were we able to grow the numbers uh, so drastic. You you said it started. There was just like uh, a like a handful of of, of uh, people in the in the club, and then now it's just a bunch of different schools doing it. Well, because um, you know, girls girls are joiners. They really enjoy um, being a part of things and being a part of the community. And I have an awesome team. I mean, I totally cannot take credit. We have awesome leaders, um, adult leaders at our school sites. And basically, you know, when you have that winning and that, uh, that personality that draws people in, people want to be, you know, a part of what you're doing. So um, that's really kind of how it's grown. And, you know, we have developed an, uh, a huge interest among our girls in going to college. So, um, you know, there's a lot of college in the district period is, you know, really focused on making sure our students, both boys and girls, are ready and um, to go to college and prepared. So we just took that focus and um, just the girls just they just came. That's incredible. You know, we have a buddy system where, you know, if, if there's a girl and you bring your friends and there is an application process to uh, be a part of it, but typically, because um, like I'll just give an example, like Polly and Milliken, um, they have over 100 girls in their programs. That's so incredible. It's, yeah, it is. It, it is. it is really incredible. How, uh, how stressful has it been to work in the district during this year? <laughs> um. It is very stressful. Um, we have a lot of families that are going through a lot of challenges. Um, you know, in addition to, you know, the educational piece, you know, where they're on Zoom, you know, people are really tired of Zooming. And for, you know, our families, especially our um, 
African American and minor other minority families, a lot, you know, we really like they like that that personal contact. So that has been very challenging for for our families. But um but then on the flip side, just to uh provide a positive note to this, um, I also supervise the Coalition of Involved African American Parent Group. And that's a uh month a program that really focuses on training that specific population on things that are going on in the district. So um, that program has actually grown um, exponentially because with our African-American population, sometimes it's very difficult to leave work and get to a meeting at 6 o'clock mm -hmm. or a training at 6 o'clock. So Zoom has actually been very beneficial for that group. Um, and I've had several parents approach me and ask, hey, once we go back to in-person, can we keep doing this via Zoom? Can we keep this going? Because this works for me. That's awesome. So, so what, what is that group? What do you do on that? Well, uh, we plan and organize um, various workshops so that our parents know what's going on in the district. And we really want to, we really work with our families and our parents to make sure that they um, have the tools required to develop relationships with their school sites so that their students um, can uh, achieve and be more successful. I saw you had over like a hundred people on the last zoom meeting for, for, yes. for that group is that that's, I mean, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was great. It was great. That was our African American history living museum. So uh, it, that was kind of a special meeting where we had um, our students in the district dress up as African-American historical figures, their choice, and they act, they did the research on who they chose, and then they acted out and provided their research in a theatrical sense. Oh, that's so that was, watching. yeah, John and yeah. I were watching that. Yeah, we were watching Yeah, that. Oh, yeah, okay. so typically... Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so that was, yeah. And so then we also had, um, we uh, brought in an organization called um, Hidden Images. And that was a live museum, a live historical museum of um, slavery and Underground Railroad. Um, so they came in and just gave us a live curated um, museum tour as well. What, when you're in the middle of all this, like obviously dealing with people's hardships and stress and zooms and all all this, what what are some of the like success uh, feedback and stories that make you, make you say it's all worth it? Honestly, when my students come back, and because um, I've had several of my students like you, John, that have come back and they're successful and they're doing wonderful things. And when they come back and tell me, you know, you supported us and helped me to reach my, um, my goals in life, that, that is, that's just like the sweetest thing for me when my students come back and, um, and they're doing, and I see that they're doing well. When we all get back together and whatnot, uh, what kind of events do you guys, uh, go to like, uh, 
where where this whole group gets together from all the different schools and you go somewhere? Um, for my leadership academy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That would definitely be our college trips. Okay. Um, it, it, when all things are quote-unquote normal, typically we take anywhere from 80 to 100 girls on buses to Northern California, and they see about 15 schools in a four-day period. Whoa, that's awesome. And Yeah, and one of the, the – and again, what makes it all worth it is that we make sure that we connect with our students, our former students that are at those schools, and they do the tours. They conduct the tours for oh, our that's kids. That's super cool. That's sweet. Yeah, yeah. So um, – uh, we even, a few years back, we even took a group of 20 girls to um, Atlanta, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, um, Louisiana, to for a black history, or not black history, but an HBCU college tour. And then we had students at those schools that provided the tour for our girls. That's so cool. That's so cool. And some of the girls, yeah, some of these girls, it, it was their very, most of them, it was their very first time on a plane. Wow. Wow. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really good. I had no idea that, that you're actually, so it's built up enough where like that, like the fact that it's former students that are giving the tours. I mean, that's just like, that's the added touch that makes it like truly community, I think. Absolutely. Yes. It just, yes, it, and they come back to us and, um, go. you know, they go into the classrooms and to the clubs and present to our girls and talk to them about, you know, what it's like to be in college. And I even have a group of girls that are already um, in their, uh, their fields. You know, they work. They're in their careers already. So they come back. Like, for instance, last year when all things were normal, we had a um, mental health symposium. And this was done at uh, Long Beach City College. And so all of our girls, um, our high school girls, um, it was on a Saturday. We had, um, they came, they went to Long Beach City College and we pulled girls back that were already in their careers and they were able to ask them questions. It was a panel and then we had yoga and we had nutrition. We had all kinds of different things. And um, so those are some of the things too that I want to to make sure that we're able to do when all things are back to normal. It's, it's whatever that is. That's it's so awesome that these girls can see like somebody that's done it before. You know, like somebody that's yeah. be, been in their shoes and then they succeed yeah. and they like it's they have a person that they can look look up to and be like like dude, that could be me one day. Like that's pretty sweet. Right. Especially when, because one thing about young people, we can talk and, you know, tell them all these things, but when they see someone that is very close to their age, especially someone who graduated from the school that they go to, that is just icing on the cake. That's awesome. And so you're, in addition to all this, you're also AP coordinator? What what does that mean? Yeah. Okay, so um, my promotion, uh, as, as you guys just called me out on, <laughs> um, <laughs> that, was, 
that was kind of like where it started. So what we did, um, myself and it was a team of us created what was called the AP initiative that is now morphed into a huge initiative in the district. But we took uh, two of our lowest performing schools and created a uh, AP program so that more students of color were exposed to advanced placement coursework. So um, we put that together in conjunction in, along with the, the, at the direction of the, super, the then superintendent, Dr. Um, Mr. Chris Steinhauser. Um, and so he since morphed that whole program of the two schools into an entire district initiative to where um, anybody can take an AP class um, that's interested. And then with the AP test, you only pay $5 for it. And John, I remember when you were, because you, you took a million APs. And I think at so that time bad. they were like $85 a piece. Yeah. I'm, and so. I'm planning to invoice you for. Uh, <laughs> about, I heard about it. I, I think we talked about it on the show. I was pretty pissed when it went down to $5. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I do think. I do think that's good because I don't know, like no one really even wanted to be taking the test. So if you have to pay $85 to take a test, like that sounds horrible. I'd rather pay $85 to like do something fun. So. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So the district supplements that AP fee. And so our students uh, pay $5. So that was so that, you know, because back then uh, that was part of the hesitance of some of our um, our students of color on, it's like, well, I don't have $85 to take that exam, so no, I'm not gonna take the class. So um, the district just alleviated that that barrier and so that we could get more ki- more kids to take APs and be prepared, better prepared for college. I, I do think that, like, just when, for speaking on my own experience, like when I was in high school, like, obviously, you want, like, I wanted to do the best I could do and, they say, oh, this is an AP, it's college credit, whatever, but it doesn't really register because you don't really know what college is. But mm-hmm. that literally did save me a lot of money in college. I like I never really thought it would it would come to that. But when you're when you're mm-hmm. in college and you're like realizing how much stuff costs. So I did I yeah. did actually super appreciate that and I just didn't have a sense of that in high school. I didn't really understand that like college costs so much money and like each class is worth this much and like you could bypass that. So that was cool. Yeah. John, you have any more questions? Um, how can people uh, learn more about what you're doing? Um, Facebook, the website, our Long Beach uh, Unified School District website. I uh, also have a Twitter handle, uh, Female Leadership, Long Beach Female Leadership Academy, Twitter. And let's see what's something else. Yeah, those are pretty much, yeah. Social media is, is great. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Anything else? I think that's it for now. I know that you have a big presentation to get to, so I wanted to make sure that you had enough time to prepare. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for reaching out. Yeah, thanks for doing this, and we'll, uh, we'll do a little bit more in the future and uh, keep people updated on our website as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for all that you do. Thanks, Ms. Johnson. Take care. Greg's a male nurse. Wow.
That's great. What a lady. What an interview. Uh, thank you to her for her service and for turning you into the man that you are today, John. Yeah, appreciate that. Uh, all right. Should we get to the rest of the show? Yes. Okay. I got a couple of things for you, and then we'll get the hell out of here. Uh, one, so you know how they come out with like the like crime reports and whatnot uh, in the city? Mm-hmm. Like what's up, what theft is up, whatever, you know. Auto theft, I don't know if you saw this. Auto theft, which is near and dear to my heart. Bobby Garcia has been stealing my cars for years now. Uh, auto theft up 57% right now, John. And you won't believe which type of vehicle has been most stolen. Hyundai Santa Fe's. No, that's good. This is this is recently. Oh, okay. Chevy pickup trucks. Oh. Just like my dad's from 2000 to 2006. So something's, something's fishy. I don't know why Chevys are getting stolen. But they tried to remember they tried to steal my dad's uh, pickup truck the other when I, when I when I had it. That is true. And they didn't they didn't steal it. They just broke the handle and they tried to you know jiggle the whatever. So I don't know why that one wasn't bit, wasn't able to get t- taken. But hey, something about those pickup trucks right now. I drove down PCH the other day. Uh huh. Right. What's the episode? It was like uh, d- November twenty eighteen, something like that. Uh huh. When Paul's car got stolen and we recovered it. Yeah, we did. And where was it parked? It was parked on uh, Cherry and PCH right by, what's that place? Oh, it's sketchy ass place. Los Potros. Yeah, Los Potros. Los Potros at Cherry and PCH. Mm-hmm. And we, they stole Paul's car. We found it and we told the policeman, we mm-hmm. said, we, we were like, tell them the whole story. And we said, look, there's this auto shop right there next to it. Like, do you want to check it out? They didn't say a thing. They didn't. They didn't care. They just said. Well, they didn't care. They said we got a lot of other stuff to do. I drove by. There was another car parked right where yours was, and I. Should we just, like, I have to assume that car was stolen. Yeah, I mean, what else would it be doing? Like, there? why else would you park in an empty parking lot, far away from the business, close to the auto shop? Which is where yours was. Yeah. In the middle of the day when the nightclub's not open. It's in the middle of the pandemic, really, so probably it's not open at all. There was a car parked near the auto shop in that parking lot right where we told the LBPD who didn't care. I mean, maybe they did. I got to hope they like they actually did, but they didn't show it, and they like turned it over to the detective. But they really brushed us off. They did not treat us nicely. And... I just want to know if that car was stolen because I think something sketchy is going on with that auto shop. I yeah, they, that, something is definitely sketchy with that auto shop. That's a fact. Uh, I think this is what I think, and might may or, may or may not be true. I don't know, but I think the police officers were mad at us because. We proved that we're better at their job than they are. Yeah. So I think out of spite, they're like, I'm not even going to look to see if these guys actually stole this guy's car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they don't want to believe that we actually found it. They think we're still playing games and that 
we left it there. It, like we got super drunk the night before and just left it there. Right. I think that they don't want to believe that we were so good at their job that that place had to have stolen it. Does yeah. that make sense? Uh, yeah, it does. I, because we haven't know, talked about this in a while, but I just I still think they had to have taken it. That they had to have taken it, and also just the LBPD. Like I don't. It's almost like I think they're trained to be a dick to you, because I've never had a run in. Like not a run in, but like you know, I've like gone over to a police officer and said like, "Hey, I just saw this. Like, do you want like?" And they always are so mean. Why? I don't think like you literally have. You're a police officer and you have a gun and you ever like, I don't think you need to be like, I think people are already going to be scared and respect you. Right. Right. But we don't know what they've seen. You know what I mean? We don't know what they've seen. So I just probably have five or six and it's not like a huge sample size, but like there's never been one. And what is weird to me and I'm not, not like I totally, they've done like good good stuff in some cases, but like they're hundred percent nicer to me when I, when I'm talking to them as the publisher of Long Beach Channel 8 magazine, than when I've talked to them as, as just some guy citizen. on the street. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, I just can't, I, I still can't believe that they didn't, ask, they didn't even go over there to ask. Well, them. that's what I mean. It's like, I, so now I'm just sitting here hoping that they like, registered it and actually did take everything we said and like are doing a report because I drove by that place and there's like, I just don't think there's any chance that that car in the exact same like place yours was, was not stolen. Are they checking that when they get a re- Yeah. Cause when know. we called them with a stolen car, do you actually think they did anything? Probably not. No. They just, are go- they swinging by that shop and being like, no, well, they just go about their day and if they spot it, then yeah, th- right. they're not going to, they're not actively looking for it. Right. Not like us. That's why we're the great, the best detectives in the city. We should start a PI. What's that mean? Private investigation. Oh, we could make a lot of money. Who? Like Magnum PI? You ever heard of that guy? I never watched the show, but I'm assuming that guy's a private investigator. Now I know what you couldn't do, and this is unfortunate because you're not an artist. You can't be the chalk outline guy. That's true. That's very true. But at least I have something to trace, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I could do that. And my question for my art teacher is, do you think the chalk outline guy doesn't talk while he's yeah, doing it? That's a good point. <laughs> he's for sure saying, wow, this guy got absolutely smoked. Well, he's like, there's no way he's not talking. Yeah, he's got to be saying something. Like, ah, look at this guy's head. <laughs> that thing got messed up. Do you think? That, yeah. Well, yeah. What like, like the guy who recovered like JFK? Do you think he makes a joke about drawing a turkey every time he traces the yeah, hands? Yeah, for sure. I would. I would too. Sue me. I'm Dude, still tracing it. You'd be such a good guy. Lighten the mood a little bit. I mean, that's clearly a sad situation. You yeah, gotta lighten is. the mood. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know? And that's going to help out the police officers from being so negative all the time. Yeah. You know? They, they just see, need... They, they see a lot of death. People always talk about synergy in the office, right? In the workplace. Mm-hmm. Are they hiring funny people? Well, yeah, that that should you have to have a sense of humor to be a police officer. Well, you have to have a few of those people mixed in. Right, right. You can't you can't have all the you can't have all the same guys. Yeah. Things won't work if you got all power hitters in the lineup, John. There's gonna be a lot of strikeouts. Nobody's getting on base. You, you need, need a, a great council. 
Yes. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. I mean, if the whole police force is the rock, I mean, what are we going to do? Just intimidate everyone? Like, You're not going to get any answers from the intimidator all the time. No, though. no. Good cop, bad cop. If you had Shaq, five Shaqs on the floor in the, for the Lakers in the 2000s, they wouldn't win a title. Who's nope. going to bring the ball up? Yep. D fish. <laughs> yeah, we need a D fish on there on the police force. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what were we talking about? I don't know. Oh, stolen cars. Stolen it's cars. It's pretty are crazy up. though that the Chevy Silverado has been stolen a bunch of times. Well, that's why it got stolen, John. That's why we're moving to Detroit and working for Ford. True. More reliable. Mm-hmm. Why is Bobby Garcia like stealing Chevys so much? Mm. I wonder why. Hmm. And it's still sad that he didn't want to pay me back for 69 and me all those years ago. Was that about a year ago now, eh? I think so. When I got a ticket for parking for parking it during a pandemic. Pandemic parking. Sad. Sad. All right. Uh, here's something for you. You're going to like this one. Somehow, somehow the Queen Mary keeps falling upward. Did you see this? I did see this. Like, what the hell? So the Queen Mary, which is probably the worst run. I don't even know what it is. Thing? Ship? Worst run business? It's not a business. It is a business. It's The only reason it's not a business is because they fail. Right. It's the worst run, fr- say, franchise. The Queen Mary's a franchise. Okay. It's the worst front-run franchise probably in the country, by f- in the city for sure. The state, probably up there. It's that and Gavin Newsom's winery. No, no, no. He's doing a great job. Oh, he's doing a good job. I forgot about that. Uh, I'm going. I'm let's, in. I'm in. Let's make a let's make a two-year. I'm in. In the next two years, we're going to Plump Jack. I will. I yeah. I'm a thousand percent in. Uh, all right. Anyways, so Queen Mary. Worst run franchise of all time. It's getting its own three-part horror movie franchise. Did you see that? Yes. So they're going to make a movie about the Queen Mary? Is the Queen Mary going to make money off of this? I didn't read anything about it. So this this. is my problem. It's going to be a movie. I was thinking about doing a a video today about this. Every year it comes out that the Queen Mary is losing money. What is its business? It's a hotel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's its primary business. It's a hotel. And and they can't figure it out why it's losing money. And they keep going with... And then they just keep talking about how, oh, well, we have all this paranormal activity. Right. We have all these ghosts. Oh, let's do something. Well, let's get this show. We got ghost hunters on the ship. We got... Uh, we've got this movie now where we're... Like, they're talking about all the ghosts. And then they're wondering why they can't figure out a hotel business because... Who the hell wants to travel to Long Beach, California to sit on a haunted ship? True. Like, what? what is the level? How rich do you have to be where you've done it all? Where you're like, you know what? I don't want to go sit on the beach and drink a margarita with my one-week vacation. I want to be haunted. Yeah, you're true. Like, it's just true. Re- it's ridiculous. Like, that's not even on the top, like, 5,000 places I'd go for a vacation. And we're, we're, at, we're in the beach. We're at Long Beach, California. And like, I don't know, maybe if it was like a luxury, like you got the waterfront, you're on a ship, it's awesome. But no, all they push is that it's haunted. And then they wonder why it's no one goes there. Like, who the hell wants to go see a ghost? I don't. 
Go I surf. certainly don't want to sleep there. Hell no. And it's not even nice. Yeah, it's it's an old drafty haunted ship. And wait, like, is it? Still, I don't get it. How come no one wants to come stay here? Is it still a hotel? Like people will stay there? I think that's their primary business. No way. I mean, I guess maybe they do like tours. They do events. I think the events are good. I don't really know what's going on over there. I wouldn't be caught dead at the Queen Mary. <laughs> and that's well, yeah, not even. Would. That's not. Yeah, that's true. That wasn't even a joke. I. I would be caught dead if I did go to the Queen Mary, but I don't, I don't understand. I, it doesn't make any sense to me how they continue to fail and go and fall into bankruptcy. And then like something happens, something sketchy is going on over there. Like who, what's like a, like the grudge. The, yeah. Like, like who, who's watching the grudge and being like, Oh my God, I want to go stay there. Like, Nobody. Just, like, I don't see how this is going to help at all. So it's a three-part horror movie. For... Here, here's something for you. So what if the first movie is shitty? They're just going to make a second one? Ask J.K. Rowling. Did she say seven right away, or did she write the first one and gain steam? I think she wrote the first one gain steam. No, because... Oh, she had it all planned Dumbledore out says. Head. I'm afraid there are ways in which he can retire. Yeah, true. True. But she people forget she wrote it on a napkin first. Yeah. The no, whole, that's not talked all about. All seven books. That's not talked about enough. Yeah, what do you think she actually wrote on the napkin? Like Harry Potter's name? Ah, uh, fuck. Like what 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 had to get down on that napkin before she could find a piece of paper? What it, was she going to forget? I don't know, but that Whatever bar she was at or restaurant had to be using some nice ass napkins. Yeah, because it's hard to write on a napkin. You and what kind of pen is she? There's have? no way she wrote more than ten words. You can't fit ten words on a napkin. How big is this napkin? And people love to say that story. And how many napkins did she have? That's wasting paper, if you ask me. That's true. <laughs> That's well, not talked about enough. I just don't see like if you think up the entire world of Harry Potter and Hogwarts. Like, you can't go find a piece of paper? Or, how are you just going to forget? You couldn't ask the server for, like, their little thing they write the order down on? That's true. A you had to pad? You had to sit there and etch into a napkin? And this was even pre, like, pre-technology. So they were writing everything down. Yeah. So they had to have something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't... That people always bring that up, but like if, if it was already in her head, why did she need to write it down on a napkin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, just... you were gonna forget this kind of an idea. How many ideas did she have then? Just have millions of ideas. If she was gonna forget Harry Potter, I know what it was, I know exactly what, what it happened. Was. She everything else was in her head, but she had to write down the uh. The word scramble of Voldemort to I am Tom Riddle. That's good. That's actually, I, or Lord I, Voldemort. I am, oh yeah. Tom, I am Lord Voldemort. Tom Marvolo Riddle, I am Lord yeah. Voldemort. I think she had everything and then she's just like, yep. she was, she, she had, it was Marvolo. That's what it was. Yep. Because she, that just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. You have Tom Riddle, True. you got Voldemort and you're like, how do I, how do I think this? That is so smart. And then you figure out Lord and you figure out Marvolo. Wow, we just cracked her code. Jig's up. JK. Yeah, the jig is up.
Yeah. That's such a good, that's such a good point. Yeah. The only thing she wrote down on the napkin was Marvola. Marvola. Yeah. Good call. I like that's that. That's a fact. You can act that. We just turned yeah. that into a fact. You, you, that, you can quote put, us on that. Put that on Wikipedia. Yeah. Under JK Rowling. When it says she wrote everything on a napkin. She wrote Marvolo. She wrote Marvolo on a napkin. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So this is the first movie is going to come out in 2021 and it's going to be called the queen Mary. I, it's going to be filmed in Long Beach, I guess. Long Beach in London. I'm I'm pretty rattled about it. Start filming next week. Oh, let's try to get in the movie. Uh, well, no, we'll be at Sears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> Forgot about that. Uh, all right. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Why would anybody want to make a movie about the Queen Mary? Who? who I just don't see it helping the cause. Who at the Queen Mary... They must be an unbelievable schmoozer to tell whoever's making this movie, like, I got a great idea. There's a boat in Long Beach. Nobody fucking goes. <laughs> because it's so goddamn haunted. You guys got to cover it. You got to cover it. And little do they know, nobody goes because it's just a shitty-ass boat. Pretty smart. Whoever's doing... whoever Now, whoever's running the Queen Mary might be a genius. Well... Same person running Sears, probably. That's true. Did we ever did we ever connect those dots? Could be true. Could be true. All right. One more thing, and then we'll be out of here, John. Is that okay? Yes. I actually got a couple more things. Let's make them quick, real quick. Make them quick, real quick. Uh, did you see about see this fake photography or photographer story? No. So I guess there's a there was a dude in Long Beach, or he's from Long Beach. And he was DMing like hot chicks and trying to like acting like he was part of a modeling agency, like an intern at a modeling agency. And then he'd go, I don't know what he was getting out of it, but he was going, he was setting up photo shoots of these hot Instagram chicks and trying to get them like scam them or something. Uh, by saying he was part of a modeling agency. So he'd go take their photo and whatnot and give them fake checks. And then these girls would uh, deposit these checks to the bank. And then the bank would call the, the chick saying this is actually fake. But then he just had all these photos of them. But he had all these photos of them, I guess. So I don't know what he was getting out of it. He's probably some sick ass fool. Some, not, not like cool sick, but like he's like a sick bastard. You know what I mean? He's a sicko. He's a sicko, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the first thing that came to my mind was producer Nick. <laughs> Were you thinking that, dude? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, can you imagine him doing something like this? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. He, de- he definitely thought out the idea, but he, he, yeah. like, he wouldn't actually do it because he's not a sicko. Right. But he was like, wow, that'd be a great idea. It'd be a great idea. You just, and you get to hang out with these hot-ass girls. Like, that sounds actually kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess. Or was it Dick Pinehurst? Oh, it could have been Dick Pinehurst. Could've that old been. SOB. Fuck. He was just taking feet pics of them. <laughs> he was zooming in on their feet instead. He was like, oh, this is a good headshot. And he was just yeah. like, yeah, hello. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but I, I guess they did like a, a little undercover operation because one girl, her name's not in here. She's just the victim, according mm-hmm. to this story. Uh, the bank called her and said, hey, these are fraud, fraudulent checks. So that's when she called the police saying like, this guy's uh, a scam artist or whatever. 
and uh, they did a they did a sting. Isn't that what they call it? A sting where she set up another appointment with this guy and she's taking photos and then the police went and arrested him. A little undercover oh. operation. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, kind of cool, huh? See, that takes a lot of balls. That. Takes a lot of balls to be that girl and do that again. If we become detectives, that's the sort of stuff we can do. Uh, that's that. One more thing for you. I don't know if you saw this, but LBCC's president is stepping down. The one that was defusing the gangs? <laughs> no, they got a new one. Oh. And this one's stepping down. No one wants to stay. Nobody wants to stay. So now I'm thinking LBCC is a little sketchy. Something's going on over there. Well, who's the one? What was that story where, she, I, I where have they it just right called here. their two two gang members into the office or something? Yeah. What that we, takes balls. Talk about. We need we need that lady again. So the headline says LBCC to part ways with superintendent president again is what it oh says because they did that the first time. Remember? Yeah. Uh, so this new lady, well, she's now the old one, Lou Ann Bynum. Was this late? Was the president's name, and she replaced Reagan Romali. That Reagan Romali. Reagan Romali had a, some cojones. Yeah, she was the one that was diffusing gangs. Yeah, she took the blood and the crip and brought them into the same. She called in, them into the same office. It's <laughs> a wildest story was, I've ever heard. That was a hell of a story. Yeah, and she diffused it. And she diffused it. We need her back. I wonder what she's doing. Remember, she, she moved to Florida. Yeah, she was in Miami. Miami. Very nice. Very nice. Well, uh, ch- guess how much money the president of LBCC makes. 200K. It's pretty close. Romali made over $297,000, not including benefits, in her last full year. Wow. So she was probably getting benefits from both the Bloods and the Crips, <laughs> if you ask me. And then. Bynum, who was the president that just got fired. I don't know if she got fired, but they're just not renewing her contract or whatever. She got 288000 in base salary. I, what does a president of a, univ- or of, a, of a community college do? They just oversee. I mean, they just have like, everything's just a chain, right? Like they just oversee the man, like the different deans and whatever. I guess. I mean, they're not. They just delegate it. They're not doing that much. That's what I mean. They just delegate? Yeah, they probably make some big decisions. Hold some people accountable. So basically... They're not grinding like I was over here yesterday. No, no. There's no chance. So basically, they have to... Basically, you have to work hard below these people and then get hired as that person. And then you don't have to work hard anymore. I think so. So it's like an MLB contract. It's like Albert Pujols. Mm-hmm. You work so hard for nothing, and then you get a huge-ass contract, and then you don't have to do anything anymore. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's kind of a... Society's ass backwards, John. It's ass backwards. Well, That's bullshit. You're living in it. We should be getting paid the most. <laughs> no. A couple of grinders like me and you. Yeah. We should be getting the most money. And then, once we really reach the top, then you don't get paid as much because you don't do as much work. Mm. I think I've solved America. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's all I got. You got anything else? No. That was beautiful. Thanks. All right. So, yeah, let's hire Romali again. I miss her. Saving, Saving the city. 
Reagan Romali. That could be her tagline. Saving the city. Saving the city. Okay. Let's get to the 908 after the week. Do you, got any, do you have anything else you want to talk about? I'm good. All right. The 908 Athlete of the Week this week, Sammy Parker. You ever heard of Sammy Parker? Sammy Parker played in, he went to the University of Oregon, played at Oregon football. Then he played for the Kansas City Chiefs football. He's old now. He's now like a recruiting coordinator at Washington State for the Washington State football Football. team. Yeah, for football. Uh, nice. Sammy Parker played for my dad and Pop Warner way back in the day. Football. Football. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Uh, so you could probably say so that. So not coach of the week, Big Paul Slayer. Basically. Yeah. So, yeah, he's in, the, he's in my dad's coaching tree now. I love that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, maybe we could get him on the pod. Is your dad the next NFL coach of the Washington football team? Uh, that's a good question. He's been out of the game a while, but you, he, yeah, I mean, he's close. He's still got the playbook. He's, he's yeah, he's close. <laughs> Maybe when Sammy Parker becomes like a big head coach, my he'll bring my dad on, on, on his staff. Or just, yeah, just one of the guys that stands on the sideline. Yeah. That's a great job. Oh, I'd love that. I don't even know if they, they get paid. They there's don't. no way they're paying everyone on that sideline. No. There's 500 people on the sideline. No, I think you're right. I think there's just like 27 grad assistants. Yeah. It, you don't even did you graduate from any type of school and you want to help out but you don't want to get paid grad assistant and just go like every once in a while just go knock a guy on the helmet after yeah. he has a good play yeah or like if he needs a little motivation I could be that. just Dude, slap him be, across, across the helmet you'd be good at that yeah we could get you a gig yeah I need one sure. oh we'll hit up uh what's the McVeigh Sean McVeigh yeah but you're not even a Rams guy anymore huh Oh, yeah, I am. But Goff plays for the Lions. Well, listen, you don't always have the best player on your team. You still got to stay with it. Yeah. It was never It was never about me loving Jared Goff. It's just a fact that he is the best quarterback in the league. <laughs> That's true. And now, unfortunately, we don't have him. That's true. Still love the Rams. Okay. So we'll get you a gig on the sidelines for the Rams. Okay. I'll pull some strings. Rashawn Haylock covers the team. That's true. We could get you over there somehow. I'll hit him up. Okay. I'll give him a call. Okay. You got anything else? No. Have a good time in Temecula, the sister city. Ooh, bring a sign St- and tape it to to the Welcome to Temecula sign. We'll be. Okay. John, life is great in the 908. Shooter, shoot. So shoot your shot. What you gonna do when I come through, babe? Stop me, your game looks sloppy, you need more practice, maybe you like this, to enjoy the game by midway, I can drive around you, even shoot a trait, a three-point threat, no sweat, you can bet, back it out and fade away all net, hang time. what you wanna do, tell me, what you gonna do when I come through, bang. You know the rules, crossover triples, taking you to school like that next time. Remember who you're playing, you get no mercy. Know what I'm saying? If you reach, I'ma teach. Too fun to lay up, catch you on a rebound, game over, stay up.
Yeah. Hang time, y'all. You know what I'm saying?